here with the uh, very um, originally named Iowa High School Basketball Podcast. Um, first time doing this, this winter, we're going to try to do this uh, every week from uh, from here till we get to the postseason. And uh, JJ, how are you doing? Good. And you know, the postseason is going to be here sooner than later, Lindy, which is just, yeah. you know, uh, season's really gone by quickly, I think. So, uh, it's yeah, fun farm. This is fun here. The second part of the year is where everything starts getting ratcheted up. So, seven weeks till girls' state basketball tournament eight for the boys. Um, it's uh, it's gonna be here before you know it. Uh, I think you uh, a big key is you you look outside at 5 6 o'clock at night, it's not totally dark yet, so you you kind of see the postseason on the horizon. Exactly, exactly. That's huge. You know, we'll, we'll be seeing sunlight here uh, by six o'clock before you know it. So, uh, and you know what that means, not looking too far ahead, but track and field and soccer season, right? Outside. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Looking forward to that, but uh, certainly uh, not wishing the, the season away with basketball and uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff uh, to look forward to. Uh, I've got, uh, as far as the girls are concerned, I've got, I'm down to one area unbeaten. I've got Iowa city high. Uh, you've got two left and you said they play very soon. Yeah. Mid Prairie and, and, uh, Monticello, uh, play, uh, river Valley conference game Saturday night. So, um, it's kind of strange. We do, you know, well, we were three unbeaten teams here this season, this point in right. the season. So, uh, you know, Mid Prairie's been really dominant. Um, played it, played at a tournament right before Christmas uh, out in Kansas City and beat a, a school from Kansas City. Um, so that's very impressive. And Monticello just, you know, reloading with all the, you know, had uh, had a number of uh, guys graduate, four guys starters that were huge parts of, of the run that they've been on here, two state tournaments in a row, and uh, they've been able to to fill in those pieces and and be really good and. Uh, you know, City Heights is being City High, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, they're they're not blitzing people, but they're they're getting enough done to to keep that perfect record going. They've had some close games, and uh, including a, a big comeback win for against Iowa City Liberty in overtime the other day. Um, back to the Monticello boys, are they two A or three A this year? I know they bumped up to three A next last year. Are they still at that uh, at that level? No, they dropped. They bumped back or dropped drop back down to two A um, this year. So they've been on that yo-yo. They made they made state uh, two years ago in two A, and impressively made it in three A last year. And then you know back down to two A. And you know honestly, Jeff, I look at it, two A is is just unbelievably good. Um, by far the strongest class, um, in my opinion, when you look at um, you know the the schools and. Uh, the number of teams I was sitting there trying to rank, uh, do my rankings this week. And uh, I sat there and I legit could make a top 20 instead of a top 10 in, in two way. Um, so I don't know if, if the fact that Monticello is in two way is, is, is a huge <laughs> benefit this year, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. So is that still a class where there's a lot of power up in Northwest Iowa, the, the, Boys yeah. Bulls, the, the Western Christians and all that? Exactly. Uh, Boyden Hall, Western Christian and, you know, Central Lions number one uh, right now and uh, has an incredibly impressive resume beating all the schools up there. Esterville, Lincoln Central uh, beat um, uh, Western Christian. So that's I mean, I don't know how they're going to uh, split all that up, um, you know, up there in northwest Iowa, but it's not just 
the uh, the Boyden Holes and Western Christians that are really good this year. There's there's other schools up there that uh, have proven their worth, and uh, I mean it's just up and down the class. I mean it's it's just uh, there's a lot of really good basketball. Is Southeast Valley is that a two A school? Yeah, they've got the kid. Uh, yeah, who signed with Iowa, who wrestles and plays basketball. How about that? And he does both very well. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, he's averaging like twenty some a game in basketball and. I think he was state runner up maybe last year uh, in wrestling as a heavyweight. So I think he's fourth, and I think he's ranked second this year. From what, uh, okay, Manning was saying, "How do you do that? Seriously?" Well, I suppose that at heavyweight, you don't have to cut weight. Maybe you know, maybe you're kind of comfortably at a at a point where you know you don't have to worry about a whole lot of weight cutting. So you know, I suppose you can make that work. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen anything like that. No, uh, um, and, and to do it so successfully is even, even so much more impressive. So yeah, what, well, one of the comical things in my high school when I was growing up was watching the the wrestlers play basketball before <laughs> school as part of their as part of their um, you know their workout. And that, that was uh, they could do both. So, yeah, it, you know the funny thing was you know you you play like in gym class. Uh, and things like that. I mean, those those guys would uh, they'd power you up inside always, wouldn't they? You know, they were, they were definitely power players on the interior. So, uh, you know, dribbling was optional. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, you talked a little bit about City High, Jeff, but how about the Valley as a whole on the girls' side? Well, um, let's see here. I got my standings here in front of me. Um, City High six and zero. Oh, there, I maintain that they're the class of the Mississippi division. Uh, Iowa City Liberty has been a really, really nice surprise. Uh, the arrival of Jasmine Barney really made them a, a force. Uh, they took City High to overtime the other day. Uh, they're sitting four and one in the conference, seven and four overall. Linmar has been a nice surprise. They're four and two in the, in the league and uh, eight and three overall. And Cedar Rapids Wash, you can't overlook them uh, with Hannah Stolke. Eight and four. She she scored forty three the other uh, last night in a win over Cedar Falls. Uh, Valley Division. Marlow West is six and zero. Oh, Iowa City West five and one. Xavier five and one. And uh, those three teams are are head and tails above everybody in the Valley Division. It sounds like you kind of have a mishmash uh, in the FBC. Yeah, this is as um, parity driven uh, of a valley as I've seen. Uh, in years, uh, maybe ever, honestly, since I've been doing this gig. So, it's, and, and it's, it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams that are good. Uh, I don't think there's honestly, there's any great teams and the bottom is not awful. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty decent. So what, what does that leave? You know, it, it's the old cliche, right? Any team can win on any given day or right. any given night. And we've seen that. I mean, when, when you look at, I was doing the compare those score things the other night. It's like, uh, uh, okay, Prairie beats Linmar last night, but Linmar beat Kennedy earlier in the year. Uh, you know, Kennedy beat Prairie. Um, Xavier beats Liberty the other night, loses to Mount Vernon. Uh, it's Linmar. Um, you know, Washington or Jefferson's been a nice surprise, beats Cedar Falls. Uh, you know, uh, Washington's, uh, had a ton of close losses, so they're right in every game. Um, you know, Iowa city West, I thought was, was, was probably the best team in the league goes to Dubuque Hempstead and loses by, you know, 15 plus last night. 
so there's no undefeated teams. Uh, you know, it just it really is. It's it, it's going to be really interesting, Jeff, to see how the association kind of sorts this out and and decides how to group them together for the postseason. And that's all honestly, that's all the way through 4A when you look at. You've got two top 10 teams out West in Sioux City East and Council Bluffs Lincoln. Uh, you, hadn't, you haven't had that for a long time. So what do you do with them? I mean, do you, do you make just automatically have them play uh, because they're the, you know, the teams out West, you put them in the same, you know, substate, you know, do you, you know, do you, what do you do with the Des Moines schools? Do you, do you matriculate a few West? Do you do, you know, move some East? Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to, uh, you know, when the postseason comes around to see how, how the association decides to, uh, you know, in 4A to, to kind of, um, uh, you know, sort this thing out and decide to to group them together. So, right. You talk about uh, the Des Moines schools and, you know, back to the girls, probably the, the biggest feel-good story in girls basketball this year is the Des Moines North girls who've been just, that program's just been awful for as long as I can remember, but they're eight and five this year. And uh, they've uh, they're the second best team in Des Moines behind Des Moines Roosevelt. They've played, they played Valley close. They played Ankeny close. Uh, they're competitive with, with Centennial. And I, I'd say that's a borderline top 15 team out there. And I, I think that's great. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and, and the boys have had some pretty good teams at North yeah. too. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, here in recent years, went to the state tournament within the last five years. And that's great. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, for, for schools like that, that, um, you know, obviously socioeconomically are, are among the lowest, um, you know, that way. And, and uh, always struggle seems like in sports, uh, mm-hmm. basketball is a different deal. You only need five, five girls, five guys, uh, you know, and, and that really helps. So, um that's great. I mean, is, is, do you think the, the sub, suburban Des Moines schools are, are the cream again yeah. in, in the big class? I think so. Um, City High is, is a contender. Waterloo West is a contender. Other than that, it's, it's Johnston, it's Dowling, it's Southeast Polk. It's, you know, a lot of those schools like always. And, uh, um, but again, there's, there's a chance that, that a city higher or a Waterloo West could sneak in and, and win the thing. So um, it's uh, it's deeper out there. The top six or eight teams are, are really good, but uh, there's some outliers over here that, that that have a shot. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, Hannah Stolke, I think set Wash's career scoring record, right? I, I know she's. I know she scored forty three, which is a school record for a game. She had forty two against Ken earlier this year. I th- I, I'm looking. I'm, I'm efforting on that. I think that is a school record for, for career points. I don't have the number yet, but I will. So uh, if it is, uh, you know, Wash has a an awfully rich tradition in girls basketball. And if she's at the top, then that's that's saying so. I just wondered how you think she's going to fit in. I mean, is she? You think she'll find playing time right away next year at Iowa? Um, I'm a lot more sold on her now than I was even a year ago. I think she's really made a big leap. Um, you know, I, in the past, I thought, why is she not playing more on the, on, on the post? Uh, the more I see her, the more I see, you know, she's, she's really good in transition. Uh, she gets up and down the floor well. She, she'll make a nice wing. Uh, she might be a kid who it might make sense to play her on the wing. 
offensively, but player down low more on defense, if that makes sense. Kind of a three on offense, four on defense, because she rebounds really well. She can well, handle that well, and, and, and she can finish on the other end. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think she's going to help them next year. And, uh, uh, you know, that's that might, might be a piece that they're kind of missing right now at Iowa. Okay. Okay. Uh, you saw a really good Tri Rivers game the other night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top five game. And uh, the Tri Rivers is another league that's gotten deeper on the girls. End. And, and I know you, you've said the same thing about the boys. Um, yeah. Northland looked really good. Uh, beat Springville 63 51. It's just a, a terrific basketball game. Uh, the thing that uh, I really noticed the teams combined for 29 assists. So that's, to me, that's really good basketball. That's sharing the ball. That's, yeah. that's good basketball. You're right. 100%. So the, the boys' side, I mean, it's been it's been kind of nuts. Uh, you know, somebody finally knocked off North Lynn. A first uh, loss, regular season loss to a conference yeah. boy since fourteen, yeah, uh, two thousand fourteen. Um, Albernet, or uh, excuse me, um, Edco did it. Uh, very impressive. Saw Edco the other night. Just went watched him play Easton Valley. A couple of you know, borderline top 10 teams, um, 13 seniors, Lindy. That's the entire roster. They're all seniors. You never for see that. Our, for Edco Ed or Northland? For wow. Edco. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that Justin Owen does a great job up there. He's, he's mm -hmm. really raised the level of, of uh, the program there, I think. And, um, you know, and then Easton Valley had a long uh, win streak on the other side of, of uh, 60-some games, I think. Lisbon got them, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look up and down that league, that's, uh, uh, it's, it's been, it's a really good league. Edco, Albernet, yeah. Springville, uh, Easton Valley, still North Lynn. Um, I mean, it's, it's good to see. I, I, I was telling somebody the other day and, and I know that the, the Tri-Rivers has been good on the girls side for a lot of years, right? For yeah. Right. Do you think a lot of that's North Lynn? Do you think teams have kind of gotten sick and tired of getting buried year after year and think, hey, we, we better start working. We better start getting our youth program up to snuff so that we can compete with these guys. Yeah, exactly. I, th I think, um, you know, again, mentioning Coach Oland at, at Edco, he, he said that. Um, you know, it kind of all started with North Lynn. Um, and and everybody, all the other schools in the league just kind of, like you said, Hey, if we're going to compete, we got to raise the level of our play. And I think you're seeing that it's as good. Honestly, I don't even remember how long I've been covering boys basketball, but it really wasn't a great league when I first started covering it. And now, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, you, multiple teams, the state tournament seems like every year. Uh, it, it's great to see. And it, it's not just Northland, it's other schools as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's on the girls side, it's really unbalanced. The West side is very, very good. Uh, I would say there's probably six, maybe seven teams in the West that could probably go over and win the East. Uh, it's just that unbalanced right now. Marquette has had some good girls teams in the past. Prince Prince of Peace has been pretty decent. Uh, the others have been lagging behind a little bit. But uh, on the West, uh, you know, Northland, I know you're not a big DC Moore computer fan, but uh, I think there's four schools in the West. They're in the top 11. In wow. The in 1A right now. Uh, Northland and Springville are both top five. Um, East Buchanan might be having, might have its best team ever in five-on-five. Five. You know what Macaulay Valley had last year? There were two A-state runners up. They're a little bit down, but still not bad. Central City's good. Uh, Central City's something like eight and four right now. And, uh, 
Uh, they've really picked up their game behind Sarah Reed. Uh, Edco just has one how about uh maybe some of the other conferences uh you, you said you kind of wanted to go through maybe some of the other conferences and and talk yeah. about what you've seen so fire away yeah we've talked about depth and uh, i would say lomac is at its deepest it's ever been uh 13 schools there i would say 11 of them are at least decent um uh, the, the league has gotten deeper with uh, the emergence of Mount Vernon again. I guess I should say re-emergence because it's not like they've been they've been bad for a long time. But they, they've gone from one win to uh, they're six and six now. I think they started 0 and four and they won six out of eight uh, under Nate Sanderson. So they've got it going again. Uh, West Delaware has gotten quite a bit better. They don't have a whole lot of wins to you know to show for. I think they've got maybe four wins. So they're four and eight. But uh, they're dangerous. Uh, they've got some really good freshmen. And uh, you know, I, I guess I would say the score of the year came last night. And I got sold 53-52. Had some good size, and they were able to to knock off the, the Spartans last night. So, and the West is good. CPU is a, a state championship threat. Three A. Benton Community is good. Benton. Williamsburg. Clear Creek. Manna. So the, the the West goes five deep. Well, and. Uh, so that'll make it even stronger. The boys' side too. Um, you know, always, always a good league. Um, you know, especially when they they kind of re reconfigured it a little bit. Um, you know, Clear Creek Man has had a nice start to the year. I think eight and one ranked in the top ten. Um, Williamsburg had had a nice emergence this year, and that's a two A school. Uh, on the boys' side, uh, you know, lost to Mid Prairie the other night, but um, you know, only other losses to to uh, Fort Madison, I believe, which is a top undefeated number two and three A. Uh, you know, Marion's got a nice team. Um, Dyersville Beckman's got a nice team. It seems like in the Wamac, maybe the East is a little better than the West, and it's been that way, um, you know, for the last you know handful of years, maybe something like that. So. Um, how about the Northeast Iowa? Well, that's kind of been, uh, that's kind of been, um, Waverly Shell Rock's domain. It looks like it's trending that way. again. they're five and zero in the league, nine and three overall. Uh, Decorah's got a, a really nice team, uh, three and one, seven and four. Wakan's competitive at three and two, seven and five. Uh, the bottom isn't, is, isn't very strong. Um, and, you know, with O-line left too, and they, they didn't, uh, hadn't brought a whole lot to the league in, in recent years. It's still Waverly's win, uh, lead to win or lose. And uh, uh, Decorah is probably the best team, the most likely team to push them. Yeah, on the boys' side, Decorah has been dominant. Um, you know, John Carlson's done a great job, uh, you know, really making that um, uh, a program that's, you know, just right on that verge of making the state tournament and nine and one just beat uh, Waverly Shell Rock by 15 and Waverly's probably the, the second best team in that league. And uh, only loss for Decor has been to three points to Western Dubuque, which obviously is a is a Valley team. So, um, yeah, it's Decor hands down right now. And, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of how uh, uh, how that's set up. Uh, and they know sub state final loss, I think, last year for Decorah. So, like I said, right on that verge. And 
Uh, I think there's a LaFrance boy coming up here pretty soon. So, oh boy. yeah, that'd be. Uh, he's at he's at Decora. Ray Rafe actually helps out with the program. Um, does a lot of uh, things with youth basketball up there as well. So, um, and I don't remember what grade Rafe's oldest boy is. He's got three boys. So, uh, look out for Decora basketball here in the in the in the. Uh, in the years coming up here. So <laughs> you talked a little bit about Monticello and mid Prairie. Obviously those two are in different divisions. Are those two, the, the cream of the crop in the respective divisions? Yeah. Uh, and Comanche to Monticello oh, um, beat Comanche last night. And that was uh, uh, a battle of, of undefeated teams. I guess the three point game has turned up. So, um, you know, those three are, are probably the, the best teams and Wilton's got a real nice team. Um, over there in the south, uh, so that's uh, you know, I think you've got to rank them one through four. That you know, flip a coin for the top three, and then maybe Wilt number four. So, okay, uh, how about on the girl side? Um, I guess I would say there's probably a big five in, on the girl side, two in the north, three in the south. Uh, Monticello and Cascade are 10 and two, and nine and three in the north. Uh, I would say Regina's a very big surprise in the south. Uh, West Branch hit uh, one last two years although they did lose a lot to graduation i kind of thought maybe this was west liberty's year in the south right now regina's 10 and 1 uh west liberty 8 and 2 west branch 8 and 3 and uh um, you know, we've talked a little bit about west liberty uh what they've done with with uh, such a small roster uh seven kids on their roster and they're sitting nine and three overall that's pretty incredible isn't it it is to yeah. me well, what is to you uh yeah i uh it's uh it's hard to imagine just how they they put practices together exactly exactly may i have, have them scrimmage against the boys team or something you know yeah uh, they, they, they do a lot of five on zero stuff uh they don't do a lot of running uh for for drills and they, they do the drills for conditioning uh and then they just do a lot of fine tuning with with their offensive sets so so far it's worked for them Great story. Just a great story. Uh, how about the sickle on the girls' side? Um, North Mahaska and Montezuma are definitely one, two, they're both in the West. Uh, North Mahaska's 9 0. They, they lost their opener to Skyler County, Missouri, but they've won 10 in a row since then. Uh, Montezuma still, still has a great program, 8 1 in the conference, 10 and 2 overall. Uh, they've got the younger Bolton girl who's still firing away from long range. Another wintering girl who's uh, who's playing well, so uh, still a, definitely a good uh, a good one team there, and a team that uh, could might make its way back to, to Des Moines here in a couple months. Uh, English Valley's right now looks like they're the the top team in the East. They're sitting eight and two. Iowa Valley six and two. Boys side, of course, we've got the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I assume uh, it's the Montezuma show and the boys. No, actually, um, you know, Monty's lost three times. Um, you know, it's tough when you lose when you lose two great players like like Cole Watson and uh, you know Shear uh, Trey Shears is, was as good a player as there is in the state. So, uh, you know, they they're they're down a little bit. Uh, it's kind of been a funny league so far. Uh, North Mahaska's kind of been the best team. Um, you know, but they've been dinged a couple of times as well. And kind of looking at it, Iowa Valley got them by six. Iowa Valley's got a nice team, um, you know, right up there as well. So, 
again, that's kind of one of those any given night kind of things. But, you know, if, if you push me, I'd say probably your best two teams right now are North Mahaska and Iowa Valley and, and Montezuma kind of right there. Uh, any team that's got Eddie Burgess on is going to have a chance yeah. to win, right? So yeah, Kyoto's generally been pretty good. How are they this year? Are they down? They're, yeah, they're down a little bit. They lost a a, a lot of seniors from last year. Uh, still competitive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Coach Stout does does an unbelievable job there for especially for such a small school. Always being um, you know so competitive and uh, year in and year out. So. Uh, I'm not sure the quality of the league, honestly, um, this year is probably not as, as good as it's been. But, um, you know, I guess it, it all gets proven out here in the end when when the, the, the postseason rolls around, right? So, um, who are we missing? UIC, Upper Iowa, what do you got? Uh, MFL's 9-0 in the conference, 9-4 overall. They, they, they do play up a little bit uh, when they don't uh, – they're not playing conference games. So, they, they've played some pretty good competition. They lost for those uh okay central uh a lot of juniors on that team they're eight and one in the conference uh chasing mfl 11 and two overall i uh, saw them at uh, rivalry saturday i was very impressed with okay and um I, I think that's a team that could be definitely a, a state tournament team next year the boys side um mfl marmax the best team um in that league undefeated uh, only two losses have been to Ed Cove by three and, uh, Decor got a Monday night, uh, quite handily, but you know, they're plus playing up. So unfortunately, MFL Marmac is, uh, is in two way. Um, okay. uh, otherwise I, you know, I, I'd say that they could be a threat, um, to make a kind of a deeper run here in the post season, but it's going to be really, really tough in two way. And, uh, you know, Montezuma or somebody like that, or maybe yeah. a, a, a NICL team once they get deep into the tournament. Um, I think we've hit them all. How about some of the other, um, some of the others as we call them? Unfortunately, we got to come up with a better name than that. But other area schools and conferences that we don't we don't cover. Yeah, well, Jessup, um, I, I, I kind of have started taking a closer look at that, that league now that uh, Jessup and. And Union and Old Wine are in the same division, along with Sumner, Fred, and uh, Wapsie. Jessup's the best team in that league right now. They're eleven and two overall. Uh, they've they've got nicked a couple times outside their division, but uh, I would say of my quote unquote others, that's probably the best team. Uh, Meskwaki's got a decent team. They're nine and three and uh, um, playing fairly well and, and beating quite a few teams in the Iowa Star. That's good because the boys have boys have had some nice teams at uh, at Meskwaki here. Uh, sub-state final last year um, uh-huh. for Meskwaki is have the girls is this kind of a uh, a new thing for for success on the girls side um, Not they they had a I don't know if it was last year or the year before but they, they had a year that they were 20 and four not long ago uh, they're generally decent um, I think actually they they kind of but they, they've got some of the kids that probably would have been uh, helpers for South Tama. Mm-hmm. So um, but, uh, they're very competitive at the Lonnie level. And, uh, uh, you know, I can see that being like a, a regional semi kind of team uh, this year, but uh, don't know a lot about them, but uh, they've been, you know, just looking at scores, they've been, they've been pretty darn good. Yeah. Iowa stars have been a good fit or I think is a good fit yeah. for that. Sport. Yeah, I think so. And that's not a bad league. And, uh, you know, when, when uh, Collins Maxwell and Baxter split, uh, I think that made that league 
a little bit better even. So I, that's kind of kind of how I see it. Um, on the boys' side, Washington and I was a really nice team. Was able to see that Saturday at home. Uh, one loss and that's to uh, you know, again, that's, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that gets split up. I mean, they're, they're trying to keep Fort Madison and Washington away from each other. Uh, but very up-tempo team. Uh, some, a couple of really nice guards that defeat it. Uh, so really impressed with Washington. And that's probably the best team on the boys' side and the quote-unquote others. Uh, Hillcrest Academy's got a nice team. Uh, Coach Gingrich, 800 wins, man. I mean, that's 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 doing some work, right? Yeah. So, uh, great guy. He's been a great ambassador for high school basketball, and and he hit that milestone this year. They've lost a couple of times um, to Minneapolis and and to a good Winfield Mount Union team the other night. So, those probably are the are the two best uh, teams, uh, you know, that way. North Tampa's got a decent team, which you would expect with all the you know the success on the football side. Um, you know, Capriva, who is a great quarterback, is also a really good basketball player. Imagine that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of how uh, that's kind of how that uh, those teams kind of look. Yeah. So I assume Washington um, and Mid Prairie will get together and play sometime a non-conference I, game. I did. I did not see them on the schedule. I got to double check that. Um, I, I kind of glanced at that the other night and, and then just got distracted and didn't. Uh, so I'm not sure, but yeah, that'd be, a, I mean, perfect, right? They're real close yeah. to each other. Like that. Yeah. So, um, what do you got coming up, Jeff? Uh, let's see, Tuesday, Friday. It's, it's going to be Friday this week. Uh, <laughs> we might have some snow coming. Uh, right now it looks like I got uh, City High and Xavier on Friday. I uh, haven't really mapped out next week yet. Uh, I've got the Iowa women on Sunday against Nebraska again. So that's kind of how we're sitting with that. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully I'll, you know, go out and see North Lynn. I haven't seen North Lynn yet this year. They play Albernet. That's always a good game. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the tentative plan on Friday for me. And then next week, just kind of looking ahead a little bit, uh, Iowa City West and Prairie play. So that should be a, a, a good game, I think, kind of moving forward. So we talked a little bit off uh, off air. Uh, just uh, uh, we haven't seen – knock on wood so far we haven't seen like the huge amount of covid postponements mm-hmm. on the high school side right. uh water the west is going through a pause now they've had three straight games uh, banged and fridays i guess is up in the air uh so that's kind of the one notable to me but uh, they've been the exception rather than the rule i mean you know teams obviously are playing here and there without people um yeah but thus far, uh, it hasn't been um, – there haven't been a lot of postponements on, on the boys' side, and I assume the same with the girls. Right. Maybe every Tuesday and Friday you might see one, maybe two, uh, but nothing nothing big yet, uh, knock on wood. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's mostly a respiratory uh, illness, the, the Omicron thing, and, and – uh, you know, it's it for most people, especially people that are vaccinated. It's it's not a, it's just kind of an annoyance more than anything. But uh, you know, a lot depends on the person too. Yeah, exactly. And we're getting to the point of the year now where uh, teams definitely want to stay away from from this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
because it starts getting more and more important, obviously, a month from now in, in particular. Right. Yeah, so, knock on wood. Uh, yeah. you know, we'll get through this. So far, I think everything's been pretty good as far as getting through the season. So. Right. Let's call it a day. Right. Thanks for thanks for doing this, Jeff. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah, we'll uh, plan on doing this again next week. And uh, <laughs> don't have a keep your head on a swivel comment, but uh, you know, stay safe and see you next week.